0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another fantastic episode with a great return guest. Today we have Mr. Ty Corsi returning to us. And if you don't recall, Ty, he came on and joined us in the beginning of 2021. And we had a focused conversation around media marketing in real estate and how impactful that is to uh, people just in general and, and how they shop and buy and find their real estate agents and partners. Now, this episode was much more real estate focused and we spent a lot of our time and energy talking about, well, And the fact is, Ty has been in the industry for 20 years at this point right now. He's seen multiple ebbs and flows. I think he said three in this episode in particular. And and there's just so much value from working and talking to someone who's been in the situation and they've experienced it and they can talk about what it was like to go through it previously and, of course, share a lot of the learnings going forward. We also asked Ty where he would be looking to purchase or invest uh, in this market, and what his advice is for people who are thinking about buying or waiting on the sidelines. There's so much value in listening to uh, these types of conversations, so I hope you feel the same way. And the way that you can do that is you can leave us a great review on iTunes. If you haven't done so already, pop on iTunes, leave us a great review. And the second way you can help us out is just go ahead and share this episode out with somebody else. Share it on your Spotify, your Instagram, your Facebook. That would be massive. Helpful, or someone else that you think that can help. This episode today is brought to you by Thrive Mortgage Co. Uh, We're here to help you create wealth in real estate, and that includes everything from sharing with you how to save the most total cost and not just interest rate, and of course, how to provide you with a seamless experience, whether you're buying your first property or second investment property, or you're just looking to set up your portfolio better and work with a team that cares. We'd love to help you out. Just reach out on Instagram at Thrive Mortgage Co or our website, thrivemortgage.ca. Enjoy this episode with Mr. Ty Corsi. We'll see you on the other side. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know, how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Last time you came on, we pretty much talked about videos. At this point in time, everybody knows you do a lot of videos, so they can go back and listen to that. I think more than you. Yeah. Pro- I think you probably <laughs> do more mild. videos than me. <laughs> is that true? No question. Probably. Yeah, I-, I think but... actually like we should l- look that up one day and figure out how, like comparatively over a period of time, how many uploads you do, but I think you beat me for sure. Oh. There's no question. I already <laughs> know. He's got some confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm not into the Facebook ads yet. So not a- nobody else has seen me except for probably you and and maybe my wife at this point. So true. we're getting there. Anyways. So lots changing, uh, a lot going on right now. and. Um, uh, you know, the video stuff aside, you've been a real estate agent, high performing real estate agent, uh, for the better part of 14, uh, 15, 20,
1: 20, this is my 20th year. Really? So I've seen three wow. full shifts of the market. Okay. Uh, 2003 to four, we saw a shift. Yeah. 2008, we saw a bit of a shift and uh, 2018 kind of a bit of a shift. So 2008 was the biggest shift
0: for yeah. sure. Yeah. But we promised we weren't going to use shift. So no, we're, we're going to change, change that word. Change. 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 For change. the better. Change in the market. A little bit. Opportunity. Price improvement, that's right. like anything else. So, uh, and I think that's the key. So talking about um, opportunity changes, why we should be concerned or not concerned about the market, whether you're a buyer, whether you're a seller, whether you're a realtor, whoever's you know listening in on that. There's a lot of people just, whenever this happens, they're confused, stressed out, concerned um, about what's the impact going to be to my, li- my livelihood, my pocketbook, Um, my goals, everything, everybody's just concerned and worried. And I think that's because like pretty much every Canadian has a lot of their money tied up in a home or they want to have their money tied up in a home.
1: I think, um, what we experienced over the last you know, 14, 15 months was bound to come to a stop. I mean, it could not keep going so fast, right? Mm. Uh, I, we sit down with people all the time and we do tell them we come into houses. I mean, not to worry, we do live one of the best places in the world and if I was to be in British Columbia, if I was in Canada, I wanna be on the West Coast. Everybody wants to be on the West Coast. Hence why values just continue to be here. Buyers wanna be here. But what we saw come to a halt, um, it eventually had to. So I think we're in this bit of this period right now where sellers are realizing the new normal and buyers are starting to figure out where's the bottom, right? And I think we're starting to see it curve back the other way, just because of uh, the confidence that's coming back into some buyers. They realize that the interest rate might go up again in another couple weeks. And um, they're just comfortable jumping back in. And I'm finding the past few weeks have been a bit of a question mark. But this week and into next week, just with talking to some buyers, they're ready to go. They're ready to get out there, which is exciting stuff, seeing that a place that you can buy right now is six figures less than what it was 3 weeks ago.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. And it you know what blows my mind how quickly this change actually happened. I don't even know how to explain it, but it was over the course of probably two to three weeks, right, where we started to see it and we see it with our clients, but you probably see it even more with yours because you have to set the expectation of sellers and buyers, right? Right. So probably, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last six weeks has probably been the hardest, no, Well, let's... of trying to change people's mindsets and expectations of what they can expect, buyers and sellers.
1: Expectations is a big one with sellers, right? Yeah. Um, over the last 15 months, we didn't have any more than three listings at any given time, and uh, now we're operating with 16 active listings. So that tells you that, uh, inventory is just stacking up and sellers are now starting to realize that this is the new normal. Like it has to happen for weeks. I always feel like a market shift in uh, 2008, this is very similar. That market shift took about six months for sellers to realize this is the new norm and to buyers to get back in. I think this will be a lot quicker here because there are a lot more buyers that are here and coming here. So I think ours will be a really quick.
0: Mm, So we were on a, uh, a, to preface and to not date stamp this too hard, because I think what we really want to focus in on this part is about now you having experienced multiple different changing markets. And I mean, we could talk all day long about why there's a changing market, but I mean, there are right now, or there were for a few weeks of time, a lot more uh, listings. So I don't know if you know the stats or anything like that, but wasn't it like in, in the Vancouver uh, Lower Mainland wasn't it three times the amount over yeah, the we've period had, of like- oh,
1: Three times, come on, to, in the last
0: two, three weeks. Compared to what, a month before that or- Yeah,
1: not yeah. even 30 days ago. That's how quick it shifted, as, as Derek mentioned, right? The shift was fast. Yeah. Um, but as I was mentioning the other day to Royal Page. In this market right now, if I was to sit down with a buyer or somebody that wants to move up, this is the best market to move up, and you're going to save fifty to hundred thousand dollars moving up in each category. I was chatting with you yesterday. Yep. For example, two-bedroom condos were selling over six hundred thousand. Now they're under six hundred thousand. The average condo. You can move up from a condo to a townhome, and save about a hundred grand because townhomes have come down hundred and fifty from their peak. So if your condo's down 50 and you can move up to something, you're gonna save 50 grand by moving up. And if you wanna go up to a detached home, those are down about 250 from the peak. So if your townhome's home's down 100 and that's down 250, you're gonna save 100 by moving up. So it mm. sounds kinda odd, but you'll save more money by moving up. So this is a perfect market to move up.
2: Mm. And I think part of the reason like the why behind that is, as you start to get into more expensive properties, there's not as many people, there's not as big of a pool of buyers that can actually qualify or afford those properties, right? So you start talking about $5 million homes in West Vancouver, like there's a very limited market. Those properties can see a dramatic dip, right?
1: Derek, you see the, the, I would say the two plus range, yeah. like the stuff that was two five that can shift to two like that. Yeah. And that's just because it's less buyers. Mm. So there, there's so much opportunity to move up yeah. for somebody that's sitting there on the fence, wondering when is the time, mm. you know, what's going to happen, the time's going to happen where everybody's going to jump back in and the same thing's going to happen again. It's going to go up quicker than you can get in.
2: So I was talking to a financial advisor the other day and even stock market, same thing, it's down, right? And the concept of investing in general is you buy low and sell high, like that's the concept. But when the market comes down, everyone's too scared to buy because they think it's gonna keep going down. So even him as a financial advisor, he's calling clients saying like, this is the time to buy, it's down. But everyone's too scared to do it. So you hit the nail on the head, everyone's gonna see it starting to go back up and everyone's gonna rush in and then it's too late. You've missed it, right? FOMO. Yeah. Well,
0: speaking as someone like I'm actively shopping for an investment property right now, and the interesting thing is it's market dependent too. So we see a lot of, I don't know if I want to get into the media piece yet, but we see a lot of media out there with negativity or you know, I guess not much positivity. It's when prices are going too high, they're going too high. Prices are going, going down. Oh my goodness. Everybody's losing their money. Like we all, all know that it's not a blanket statement and it's just like talking about, um, Vancouver real estate. Like you, when we're talking about Vancouver real estate, price have dropped 10% where? What type of property specifically when over what period of time you know what i mean as opposed to like hey like i was just talking to a client yesterday and and actually you had a deal a few days ago with one of our clients where it was a townhome and there was multiple offers on it right um i was talking to one of our agents in uh today and he was mentioning to me same thing townhome multiple offers right yet you know detached home in abbotsford that was selling for 1.4 three months ago might be selling for 1.2 today and may not have any offers on it right so subjectively speaking, I think just consumers focus way too big on the big picture as opposed to just focusing on the small amount. So speaking of buying in at a, at a, at a drop and my experiences and still is some hesitancy specifically, I'm just, I'm okay talking about it is I'm looking at some of these listings and say, okay, well, these are still way higher value when compared to, to like fall. Should I wait a little bit? Should I wait to see these come back down? What do I do here? And you that, and that's I mean?
1: where I think that, uh, like before in 2008, that's that period. It that, that was kind of the learning period, right? It's that weird in between stage. So I think here it's going to return a lot quicker, mm. but I do think it will take two to three months. And we're into it a month. Mm-hmm. So I think we're halfway through it. And the smarter buyers will jump in before, mm. you know? So I had chatted with you yesterday about kind of where I see um, some of the buyers getting some of the money for getting into the market over the next few years. Mm -hmm. We do have, and I've seen a couple articles on this, we do have the biggest transition of generational wealth happening in history in the next few years. Um, That's a lot of money that will be injected into the market. A lot of first-time buyers, a lot of young kids that will be able to get something. That's because baby boomers that are 60 to 70 years old are all thinking of retiring, they all actually have RSPs, they have paid off houses, they have an investment, they have sold a business they own for 30 years, and they're gonna sell whatever they have, and they're gonna get a large chunk of money and give some of that to their kids, to their grandkids, whatever. That's gonna happen over the next few years, and there's a lot of those people. That money's gonna go somewhere, yep. and that's gonna go into real estate. Well, yep. We've
2: actually seen a ton of that this year and the year prior, but it's just gonna pick up more and more. I, I, I think,
1: mean, yeah. I think this year they, you had to. Like you had to get money from mom and dad to make it happen. Yeah, I think this is all going to be the natural sell off. And um,
2: it's funny, some people look at that as a negative, like you don't want to bug your parents, because I get it, if it's an inheritance or a gift and they're giving it to you, fine. But some people don't want to lean on family, whereas look at it like an investment, right? If you can't qualify to get in, But if you can get to 20%, you can, like, it doesn't have to be a gift that you're taking from your parents forever. Like they can be investing in this property with you. Right. And we've coached a lot of clients into just upping their situation, getting that property that fits their needs and they're going to stay in it for an extra five years. Right.
0: Mm. It's been huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you think it'll be a short lived experience. I mean, the 2008 situation is an interesting one because, you know, specifically it was the U S that was primarily affected, but the, obviously the ricochet hit us here. And then we had this echo, you know, between 2009 to, uh, I think it was like 2012 or something like that. There really, it was like a flat line. You know, it wasn't, if you look at statistically speaking, there wasn't a lot of movement. Right. And then 2012 to 2015, it was a very slow grow. And then, you know, if anybody who's listening to this remembers Vancouver, 2015, all all of a sudden house stole, sold for like a million, a million five, yeah, you know, that sort of thing. It was crazy. And then 2016, 2017, 18 happened, but 18 was because of a stress test, right? Um, and there were new taxes put in for foreign buyers and all sorts of different stuff. Um, and then obviously we saw things come up, you know, right after COVID. And they say that people were buying after COVID because of the FOMO fear of missing out, right? Like, oh my god, I just had to sit at home, I need to upsize, I'm working from home. Um, and now what we're hearing, you know, again, the negative feedback and why are prices going to come back and stay low? You know, a lot of people are suggesting, well, you know, interest rates are going up and they're going to stay higher, which means you can't qualify for as much and cheap money isn't there. So that's one thing people are saying. We've got a a thought to that. And number two, well, a lot more people are going back to the office. So does that mean they're not going to be buying and they're not gonna spend as much money? And then the other consideration above that is they're saying, well, people are spending all their discretionary money, all their want money, so to speak on vacations and other things instead of their house now. And so they're not going to have as much. Now, I think all of that stuff could be argued, but I don't think that impacts the market as a whole. What are your thoughts? Well, I
1: mean, you guys can vouch for this. One thing that hasn't gone down is rent and the amount of money people pay for rent. It's it's crazy. I think that's maybe been the bit of the challenge of getting that initial down payment, hence why we need mom and dad and all that kind of stuff. Um, but honestly, I think, um, yeah, I think with just with the changes that have happened, I don't see um, much uh, of a problem for people to get mortgages. Still, Um, I still think we have fairly low rates. You're still getting qualified at a point, two points higher. And we've done a good job here in British Columbia and Canada, protecting buyers from a huge change. Cause in 2008 and 2018, and some of the stuff that happened in the States, you got one year mortgages and then it came up for renewal and the rate was four times the, the, the amount. Mm. So we do do a good job protecting people and giving them, and you guys give them an idea of where their payment could be, what they're qualifying at, mm-hmm. and you show them if it does go up half a percent. And I think that's a great idea of that's why you get a mortgage broker. A lot of banks don't explain that. Yeah. If yeah. the rate goes up a half a point, and yeah. that's why you just plan for people, help them out. And that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I think although as much as we're in a bit of a blip right now and there's some unknowns, there's such a desire to own real estate geographically where we live because people look at their parents and their friends who have made $500,000 in two years, like people want that, right? Mm -hmm. Where else are you going to get that kind of money? Mm -hmm. If you look at a different location where properties haven't appreciated ever, like there isn't the same desire to get in. Of course, everyone wants to own their home, but financially people want to own homes here. Right. So that, that desire is not going to go away, no matter how high rates go. It's just, we're in a blip right now where there's some unknowns and uncertainty.
1: And I said before, a lot of people want to be in BC. They yeah. want to be in Canada. Yeah. They want to be on the West coast. And there's a lot of people wanting to be here. And I talk to people that are from all over the place that want to be here and our investment rules and everything with money coming out of country still hasn't really opened up. So can you imagine when that does open up? I think our market will always be strong.
0: So. You know, we, at least in our, in our podcast, we, we have a lot of conversations around, uh, well, you talked you talked about generational wealth, we talk about wealth creation, real estate investing and other different ways of, of doing this. But generally speaking, obviously real estate is a real estate podcast. And, um, you know, I'm always interested to someone who works with a lot of families who are involved with, you know, either single family homes, but also investments. Are you finding people are still considering investing in real estate? Are they backing off? or generally concerned, what's happening there?
1: For anybody that's buying and getting investing, if you're, typically it's a condo or an investment. There's not a lot of people that would call me and say, I wanna buy this house. A detached home is something you don't buy and really rent nowadays. It used to be, but not now. So it's like, let's buy a condo or let's buy a town home. That's pretty typical. Um, The first question of any would be, what do you think it would rent for, right? So I think as we get close, to values coming to the point where that payment is going to be the same as your rental payment. Because back, you know, six months ago or even three months ago, there'd be so much out of money cash that you would have to make up for the difference. Now it's getting pretty close. You can get three bedroom townhomes now under 800,000, which you are renting for 28 to 3000 a month. That's getting close to what the payment is again. So when it hits that mark, that's where I think that bottom might be. And that's where we'll kind of bounce up.
0: So you, so you are are you getting people ask you about investing in real estate locally again? Are they having those conversations again?
1: They are now because they know what the rental market is going to, right? Yeah. The mar- rental market has not changed. In fact, it keeps going up. Yeah. And I think that's just buyers um, maybe hesitant of getting in, so yeah. they, they choose to rent. I mean, rental places have bidding wars, yeah. and it's been like that for six months. I don't know yeah. if you've tried renting yeah. something, it has bidding wars. No. Yeah. And things are renting over the asking price, yeah. right? So um, there's a rental agent in our office, he has like 500 names of people wanting a house or a town, like just hundreds and hundreds of names. So I think as the rent continues to drive the price up and the payment gets close of what a purchase could be, all you need is that down payment. That's all you need.
2: Yeah. I think the why behind that, that rental value increase too, if you think about what happened with real estate in general, property values went up dramatically over two years, like what, 50%. Of course, when someone's buying a property that's inflated that much in such a short time, they have to increase rents to cover costs. Right? So I think that that's definitely part of it. I saw an article somewhere today that downtown Vancouver condo rent has gone up 26% in a year, right? Like it's massive.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the interesting thing is this, all of this is tied together from uh, bottom up. So the first thing that, that I took from what you said is rental rates keep going up. So people who are listening, the concept of buying real estate is not always for the today, at least in a market like this specifically, I should speak to the Vancouver market right now. Um, Rental rates always go up, but that's true for most markets, like any major city, rental rates will go up over time. And so when we're considering buying real estate, we almost have to forecast, I shouldn't say we almost do because you should forecast potential rate increases when you're considering your own calculation basically what i'm saying here is it's all what's interesting is it's all tied together so rental rates will go up workers will then not make as much money they're getting worked to the bone right now because there's so much you know lack of workers especially when it comes to labor and a bunch of other areas they're gonna start asking for more money when they ask for more money they're gonna start thinking about buying homes home prices are gonna start going up because people are making more money and then qualify for more so when i hear someone tell me that well People aren't going to qualify for as much uh, mortgage. That's a very dramatic thing to say. Um, and I think all of this ties together with wage increases, rent increases, and then eventually house impre- uh, increases. They all basically work together. It was more of a statement, not really a question. No, that's but, true. Those are good <laughs> points. about it. I feel
1: like, uh, yeah, I, I still feel like we, you know, opportunity instead of shift. That's what would kind of been the statement, right? Um, there's just, there is a lot right now uh, is it the bottom. Nobody knows if it's the bottom, but what I can tell you is there's more confidence over the last week or two. Uh, buyers are starting to see values that make sense, right? Like yeah. townhomes shouldn't mm-hmm. have crushed through a million that quick. Yeah. They went from 700 to a million, which seemed like months. Yeah. So for it to fall back down and be here now, there's some, there's some good stuff out there. I'm, I'm sending properties to clients and I'm saying to them, guys, Three months ago, this was two digits higher on the first number.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's huge. That, that is massive. So I'm curious about this. You have buyers who bought a home in the height of it, February, March. Are you having any of them call you back?
1: Yeah, they're doing the, people always will say, did I pay too much money? Yeah. Um I think the answer to it is like when do you when do you plan on leaving this house? Yeah. Right? I mean, we we talk about it all the time. A typical real estate uh, 3 to 5 years if you're there, you're fine. You're yeah. going to be just fine. Yeah. You have to live somewhere. You're going to go rent the same house for 4500 a month. Yeah. So, don't worry about the value is right now. When you sell, we'll talk about it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I think once people realize that and it doesn't really matter right now, mm. don't get too caught up in like the very second. Get, look, look at the future. If you yeah. plan on staying here for five years, it doesn't even matter right now, yeah. right? You're going to be paying so much down over five years too. Yeah. And, um, and back to kind of the investment thing, a lot of people say like, oh my gosh, I'm going to buy this place. I'm going to spend 300, 400 bucks for maintenance fees. I always look at it and say, you're going to own a second property. You can use the capital loss on your investment and write it off on your taxes. You can borrow money out of your principal residence like you've never could before, right? you talked about that before. Lines of credit and things like that. So <clears throat> there's way more opportunity than
0: people even know of. Mm. And that's why you're here to educate. Them. Yeah, and I think that leads a lot back to that whole point of uh, everybody. Uh, we talked about this last night, a little animated GIF. Hopefully Paul can find this for this part of the podcast here, but a whole bunch of sheep running off uh, after each other, falling off a cliff, Unfortunately, that's that's like what
1: it is. (laughs) People will follow the first person. Right. And then don't forget the news is always a month late. Yeah. They're a month late. Like they talk about the slowdown period, the thing they might bring in. That's they're way behind because it's already slower. And so uh, we're on the front lines. You guys get applications. I get phone calls. I put a place on the market. If I don't get any phone calls in a week, Obviously there's a change, yeah. but every single listing we're putting on, we're all getting showings. Yeah. We're all getting showings, just buyer confidence. Yeah. Buyers just to re- realize, okay, now's the time. So yeah. all these listings I talk about, they all get activity. Buyers just need to realize that. It's
2: and good I time. think like we have so many people that have been pre-approved and they wrote offer after offer after offer, not getting accepted. So you think about those people's mindset six months ago, four months ago, and then it slows down and then they take a step back and kind of breathe and see what happens. Now to your point, they're seeing property values have come down. A good agent like yourself calling saying, guys, this is a million bucks. Now it's 800, like let's move. Those are the people that are acting, right? The people I find that are coming to the table right now, trying to get pre-approved, there's still a little standoffish because they don't really know what it was like before. That's a great right? point. So it's up to us to explain that to them. Mm.
1: They had no idea of the madness.
2: All they see is what's on the news and current market, that's right. right? They got yeah. dad and mom saying, yeah. Yeah. hey,
1: yeah. Huh, you know, wait, <laughs> it's going to, right? Yeah. So the smart ones are the ones that were in the market 100%. before and they've changed the change. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's an yeah. awesome
0: yeah Yeah. and 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 to that point so that leads us to the whole idea of we haven't really talked about mortgages and interest rates we won't spend too much time on that but again one of the negative uh things that the news puts out there right now which is there's some truth to it is that interest rates have risen and they're going to go way up and now there are some facts there obviously interest rates have gone up very quickly in a short amount of time but they were always destined to because during COVID and way beyond that for whatever crazy reason uh, our government decided to keep things quite low for mm. way too long. So that's why we're in this rush up. But, uh, Can I tell you one thing? Yeah, of course. Dan so Corsi hopped
1: in the car in 1983, 84. Hold on,
0: hold on. We got to talk about, cause nobody knows who Dan Corsi Dan is. Dan Corsi's my dad. There we go. Okay. Uh, in 1983,
1: 1984, he jumped in the car because his interest rate, uh, changed from 21.5 percent to 17 and they rushed to the bank to lock in. <laughs> when I got licensed 20 years ago, I got my first mortgage at 6.6%. Okay. So in 20 years, it's been going down. Yeah. And we're down here at 5% or 4%, whatever it is. It's still, in 20 years, two decades, we're still the lowest it'll ever be. Yeah. Um, it won't get back to 20%. Okay. The, the world would explode. Okay. <laughs> so I think where we are right now, it's, it's, a, fair, it's, it's a fair interest rate and it's not going to go up by, everybody keeps saying it's going to go up a ton.
0: what is a ton it's like we're talking one to two percent right those are the predictions maybe one or two full percent yeah Yeah. right yeah and, and so when you say that the biggest thing around that is we talk about percents but what is a percent what does that even mean to me we need to quantify that and that's where we're speeding on what what derek just mentioned is I've got people that I'm talking to right now that I'm getting pre-approved and I say, okay, well, here's what, here's what your options are right now. Based on what we discussed, here's your strategy. Your rate range is X to X. And that's 2% above what it was six months ago, they don't care. They don't give a crap. That doesn't matter to them. It's like, okay, what's my payment? What can I qualify for? That's, what's important because the reality is you can't compare what was four months ago to now. And as you mentioned, if a property is hundred thousand dollars less or $200,000 less, well, that's indicative of your payment as well. Now, the interesting thing is, well, interest rates could just as easily come back down in year two years when things hopefully stabilize. And if that happens, if they set themselves up for success, not only do they own a piece of real estate that's going to go up in value. Additionally speaking, you rewrite your mortgage, your rates drop, You're good to go. So,
1: and they paid off thousands and you paid off it's thousands, a forced savings, right? Owning a house is a forced savings. I don't care if it goes up one cent, yeah. you've paid down yeah. money. 100%. So
0: it's forced savings. I, that's why the home ownership is just so important. So one thing I'm curious about, so switching gears a little bit, um, we talked about the media a little bit, the mainstream media. Um, and, since, since I got into the industry, which wasn't 20 years ago, but since I got into the industry, uh, to today, I mean, I've personally seen a shift in the way that people get their information, get their knowledge, generally speaking, they're a lot more knowledgeable. Not everyone, but they understand more and they're generally looking up information more in community groups, like Facebook groups and, and Reddit and all these types of things. And so they usually come to the table with a little bit more knowledge, but I've also noticed other tra- shifts, people that listen to our show are getting educated from folks like you and, and ourselves. Cause you can't fake that stuff. We can't talk for 45 minutes about shit that we don't know about and no. fake it for that long. We could try, but not very good. Um, have you noticed since I hate to use a C word, but you know, 2020. Have you noticed since 2020 a change in in how people find you and how they communicate with you and how you do your business? Like, are you finding more people come through like social media? Are they asking different questions?
1: It did change a lot. Uh, I mean, back when I started, everything was face to face, every table, every dining room table, every pen was held, every paper had ink on it. Um, That's, that's not the case anymore. Now it is phone calls, zoom calls. Instagram messages, Facebook, whatever it is. So yeah, it has shifted a lot since uh, the pandemic came in. It's more convenient now, right? Things can get done a lot quicker. And I think with just the generation of who is on there and the buyers that are 25 to 45 years old, they don't mind communication that way, Yeah. okay? If you go to Dan Corsi, he's gonna say, come up to my house, sit down at the table and have some cookies, <laughs> I need to talk to you. But that's, that is one generation. This generation is okay with it. That's the way it is, that's the new normal and it's, that's not changing, right? Yeah. Like DocuSign, like being able to sign documents within four seconds after chatting on the phone, pretty darn convenient,
0: mm.
2: right? Well, you're, there's there's an efficiency perspective that's not only for us running the business and helping our clients, but the clients don't have to travel to our office. They don't have to come in. They don't want to set their dining room table while their kids eating dinner, right? Like, it actually is a very there's a there's a huge mutual benefit, but you do get a little bit of an older crowd that wants to have that face to face, and you need to adapt once in a while.
1: Yeah, and I and I do miss that. Um, I I do miss a bit of the communication in person because it's kind of nice sitting with somebody, but at the same time, the convenience factor of it, um, people are just more over, over cautious nowadays and, um, not as many people are as social as they used to be. The, the world's changed a lot, right? Introverted. A lot of people hate people. You see my messages <laughs> a lot of people hate Like, they're just, they're, they're just mean to people. Hold on, user
0: 65879. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you might have saw that guy messaging me today. Yeah, oh, that was awful. Man. man. You don't know yeah. how to work, he said. Work I, I feel ethic. like
0: you would have killed his mom or something, man. <laughs> that's some crazy stuff. or people are just a little more upset. But so, so they're, they're, yes, they are. Don't go on TikTok. Um... The reason that I brought that up in the first place, without going into to the hate messages, is is because we talked about before. Um, again, speaking of different opportunities and markets and so forth, the the, demp- the the shift of people moving around, not the shift of the market, people moving around, and and we talked about this. Unfortunately, we didn't catch this all in air, so we're gonna try to replicate some of this. But more than ever, we're seeing buyers move from here to Calgary or Edmonton or Airdrie, or I don't know some Princeton in BC or like you know you know Spasm, You know what I mean? Like there's all these yeah, little random Sposome. towns. That, yes, I did get a climb with Spuzzum recently. <laughs> you like, drive through it from four downtown, seconds <laughs> from Yale Town to Spuzzum. Wow, like hearing for a shock. Are you sure about this one? Uh, sure, she decided to keep her property. Thankfully. Um, <laughs> so again, back to the digital media thing. I mean, are you finding that buyers are more likely to move based on your experience from different places or come here because now they can. Feel and experience homes in different ways through, you know, FaceTime oh, or like 100%. those. percent. that make a difference?
1: You, you, you know, every buyer that comes to a house, they already get a feel for what it's like, just because some, everything is so crisp and polished, and walk-through videos, and some agents do three D walkthrough videos. Yeah. Um, yeah these buyers that are coming to these houses they really have a good feel it wasn't like before where the pictures were were you know taken on somebody's iphone nowadays they're polished they're crisp the video's perfect the marketing is dialed and i think that's where you would have to stand out you know if you're trying to get clients and these buyers and working with people is you got to be top shelf on all of that stuff yeah so buyers do have you know they're pretty good when they come to the door they get a good idea of what they're coming into mm-hmm. so I, I feel like most people now that actually book appointment that come they're more qualified than they used to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe just off calling off of a, a, a text ad, a newspaper ad, or whatever it used to be—an online ad. Nowadays, they're just—they already know. Mm. Okay, I got to see the dent. I got to make sure it works for my home office. Like yeah. I saw it online, so I feel like buyers now are just a lot better than mm. they used to be.
0: Sure, they're more educated. And, and like as far as the transitions occurred, to not to not move off of that idea, moving from here to different cities. And moving from, uh, well, well, that's basically what I'm getting to is, but moving people to different provinces and different areas and cities and so forth. Um, My impression is that I've seen a lot more than that the last couple of years, partially because of price points, but I feel like now more than ever, ever, that's quite accessible. In your experience right now, have you noticed more people either moving this way or moving out and just being more comfortable with it because of what they can find online and what they can see? Has that made a difference or is there a different reason for the fact that people are moving out?
1: We... Um, dad and I used to, used to joke. We would have an appointment to go meet somebody and sit at their dining room table and have a chat about selling, uh, and island interior would be something that everybody would say, okay, I want to go here on the island. i want to go here in the interior. That's happened more than ever over the last two, three years. The amount of people that work from home, um, the price points, obviously. And, and people are making that shift and not really even thinking about it before they just let's go and do it. Um, I think. There's still, I mean, prices we we're talking about, Calgary, Alberta, Edmonton, um, prices are still 600000 for a three-level house. You sell that same house here for three times that. Mm-hmm. So for people just to say, I'm going to get rid of the mortgage and move on, um, we're not as close to friends or family or whatever the case yeah. is. That'll be a shift big time still mm-hmm. for the next few years. So
0: oh, go ahead, sir.
2: I was just going to say outside of people selling and cashing out here, I've actually had a lot of clients that they've kind of just come to terms with the fact that they're not going to get anything more than their condo based on their financial situation. Like they can't upsize, right? Yeah. And they don't want that for their kids forever. And they've made a decision that they're going to sell here, (laughs) cash out what they have, and they're going and financing properties out there. And they're just making that move because they're like, this is not a forever financial situation that we can maintain, right? I mean, we're talking real estate. Look at gas and groceries and all this other stuff. You take that into account. It's massive. Yeah, we, right?
1: I, I think that's a bigger problem than we, we don't really talk about it. We kind of just go with living here. Obviously it's quite expensive yeah. and uh, you're right. A lot of people, some people can't make the shift here. They yeah. have to go out of area, yeah. mm-hmm. but that market's driving pretty quick too. You know, mm-hmm. like that, that they all have multiple offers, yeah. mm-hmm. right? They're all going over asking. But mm-hmm. you guys were mentioning that financing is a different thing. Yeah. Um, getting qualified is different. I mean, we can touch on that on another show. Yep. But um, yeah, it's not as easy as you think. Yeah. But there are a lot of people piecing out. Yeah. <laughs> I just tired of huge, huge living expenses.
0: It, it's a different uh, way of thinking. I think just to circle back from this whole uh, podcast you know, or conversation from start to finish here is that. Really the way people think about their housing, people think about the real estate is going through this massive change and it's obviously creating some opportunities, conversely speaking, the Lower Mainland is still a desirable place to live. And that's why I still continue to think that the greater, you know, the greater Vancouver, the Fraser Valley will continue as we mentioned, grow. And we're going to continue to see rental rates go because at the end of the day, we don't want to be in uh, Calgary where there's a blizzard one day and then sunny and then hailing and then you're frozen. And then, you know what I mean? So yeah, we are definitely that? are a
1: little more uh, <laughs> lucky prefer, here. We just
0: prefer rain every day here. Right. So we,
1: but we get, it's when I look back and think, you know, Chilliwack or anything, you know, we, yeah. we think it's so far now it's normal yeah. Yeah. and now, and now we have clients uh, messaging me saying I want to be in hope, and before right. I'd be right. like, "Are you joking? Hope? Like you got? I got to take a gravel pill that's a, bit, a lot of clicks on the car, but that's just a normal buyer nowadays. And they're just <laughs> trying to reduce some of their payments, some of their stress, yeah, because they work from home. Yeah, and like hope is a regular thing, yeah, right? And some other areas that people mention, I'm like, "Are you kidding me? But yeah. now it's it's normal. Yeah, it's normal. Why not reduce a little bit of the stress on the family and make a bit of a change? And I agree." Like I said, lower mainland is the place to be, yeah. and that's why our values went so quick. They're yeah. falling back, but when people think about, you know, oh, it's down 200 grand. No, no. In multiple offers, it went over 150 thousand yeah. over the price. Okay, the list price was here. It went over that because of the attention. Yeah. So you be careful on how you say that. Yeah. Over asking, it went because it was in multiples.
2: Yeah. 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 It's so, a good point. That
0: that, yeah, that actually brings up The price a lot. was here. Yeah. So so that was one of the big points I brought up about the media thing too, because they report as 10% down, 10% down from that purchase price. But that was an anomaly because we had 28 people bidding on one property when it was listed at 1.3 and it sold for 1.6, but it really should have sold for 1.3 to 1.4, right? And now it's selling for 1.3. Nobody really
1: looks at it that way, right? The asking price was here. It went over here because there was 26 people. Now, if, no, if there's not 26 people, it's here, yeah. but that's the normal value. Yeah. Yeah. Right?
0: yeah. Supply and demand. You got it. Simple economics. Okay, so uh, looking forward over the next year here, you're suggesting that people are going to come back. Well, likely. Well, there's
1: still, I mean, you guys have, there's a lot of buyers. Yeah. They're all sitting on the fence yeah. and they're all wondering, is it the time now? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the combination of of the summer market which we're coming into, which naturally is slower. Yeah. combined with a uh, figuring out this market. Yeah. I think after honestly, after 45 days, maybe about a month to two more, yeah. of just figuring it out, I think our market will be rolling along again. Yeah. So, if you want to get in ahead before everybody else, there's some good opportunities. You can make offers right now and send in under asking. We're getting offers on our houses 100k under ask an offer. Our sellers aren't saying yes. But at the same time, there's some opportunity. There may be somebody that has to make a move.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, and they might say yes eventually. They might see the market stagnate and say, you know what, we still wanna make that move. So let's look at it all things considered. But I think you're right, that that first month or two months is pretty tough for a lot of people because it was so quickly. In a, in a phone call conversation with a client earlier today, she was saying to me, oh yeah, I saw this property sell a condo in my complex two and a half months ago. Yeah. And that's because I said, where did you get that number from? Oh, they sold two and a half months ago. I said, Two and a half months ago. That's like that's like that's like nineteen eighty two at this point right now. Like none of that speaking of interest rates, like none of that even matters at this point right now, week by week by week. And I think at the end of the day, I mean, we talked about working with professionals and knowing your stuff. That's why you gotta work with guys like you who are on that. That floor where you're seeing it all day long and uh, not stressing out, so you're not making a bad decision. And your realtor, you, your realtor is you know giving you an educated decision to like, okay, hang tight or or let's go because yeah. we're seeing this right. And
1: another thing too, if you are working with an agent, um, make sure that if you want to buy something, is that you pull up the comparables in the last 21 days. Yeah. Nothing after that. Okay. So if you're getting comparables that you're shown of something that sold two months ago, that's not, it's not going to work. So if you are given comps, make sure it's within the last few weeks, anything past that, forget about it. Yeah. That's not the market. Yeah. Yeah. So work with somebody that's going to give you what's happening now.
0: There you go. And and follow you on Instagram because you do more videos than I do. Yeah. And you're talking about this stuff every single day so they can catch that online, right? All the time. There we go. Awesome, Ty. Thanks for coming down, brother. really appreciate, appreciate you all <laughs> your information and yeah, you, all buddy. your advice. There. And um, until next time.